Hi, thanks for dropping by Greatheart's Table. There's a lot going on with Greatheart's Table, which can't really be crammed into the few seconds I have here. To get the full scoop, I really would love for you to head over to the Patreon page and read the recent Third Monday post. Uh, there you'll hear about how to get plugged into a live gathering of the Great Hearts Table community, which happens this coming Friday. Also, you'll learn there about an upcoming retreat on what I call Offscript Kids. I want many of you to be aware of that. I think it's important. Uh, links are in the show notes. I hope you can check these things out. That aside, in this episode, we're following the lead of John Stott into considering the seriousness of preaching the Word of God. It's important to confront, in a hopefully good and necessary way, that preaching is scary. And I'm really glad to have you here around Great Hearts Table. I grew up in a small town, United Methodist Church, under good pastors who cared well for my family and for me. I never thought much about their preaching. It was all I knew, and so I really didn't take much notice. But when I first walked into East Lansing Trinity Church as a college freshman in the winter of 1975, I realized I was hearing something new. Suddenly, I had to be at every service. I had to hear every sermon. I couldn't get enough. I drank it in. And the possibility of such a thing happening should scare preachers to their core. We preachers sometimes fear losing people's attention. We're afraid of being criticized or judged irrelevant. I get it. Such things scare me too. But the most terrifying thing about preaching is that some kid like me will show up and believe what we're saying is true. And so from Willard Michael, I heard preaching firmly anchored to a biblical text. I heard words spoken by one who clearly believed what he said, and I could tell that he cared deeply whether I believed it as well. Some of us might assume that this is simply what preaching is, but Tim Chester in his book Stott on the Christian Life suggests that the presence upon the American evangelical soil of such preaching bears the fingerprints of John Stott. Stott had, Chester writes, revived a manner of preaching that we call expository. And though now common to many of us, it had for some time fallen out of favor. Stott's visibility gave to the world a picture of the kind of impact that such preaching can have. Stott's commitment was to make the Bible's message comprehensible to a modern audience. He had a tenacious confidence in the Bible as the Word of God, which meant that preaching had to be constrained by the text of the Bible itself. The preacher's job is to unfold the meaning of a logically coherent section of a biblical book. This section's central theme becomes the subject of the sermon, and the preacher's words are shaped by the single focus of enabling God's people to hear what God is saying to them through that text applied to their own settings and situations. Pastor Mike's sermons enthralled me, not because I was in awe of the preacher. I was hearing the Bible in a way I couldn't recall hearing it before. I was being caught up in the power of Scripture, not a man. One needn't be a dynamic orator to be a faithful practitioner of such preaching. Certainly, preachers need to work hard to communicate. Being boring and dry is not a virtue. Learning and practicing good rhetorical method is important. 
And yet, preaching is more than sharing pithy thoughts or practical ideas, even when we pepper our helpful life truths with Bible verses. Preaching need not lean on gimmicks or tricks for its power. To preach faithfully requires time, yes. It demands thought, study, and planning. But all of this arises from a deeply felt and warmly practiced conviction that what we preach, the Bible, is the Word of God to His people. It's not easy, but it has the power to wake the dead. Of course, after all of that, not everyone who hears us will be some wide-eyed college freshman eager to imbibe all that we have to say. Often, our listeners will be sleepy, distracted. They'll show up some weeks, and not others. They'll disrespect the effort we give to our preparation and disvalue the heart we pour into our delivery. It's terribly disheartening. It's frustrating to think that people aren't listening but it's scary to think that they are. You see, if we're preaching the Bible as Stott encouraged us to do, someone might hear our challenge to follow Jesus as a motive to abandon one career trajectory for another. His life will be changed. Another might hear a call to surrender and will so wholeheartedly give her life to Jesus that she'll be put at odds with her family. Still another might listen and determine that he wants to preach the same things in the same way to others. It should be a fearful thing to stand before God's people and presume to speak a word from God to them. Job and his friends meet the whirlwind of God's anger for speaking words without knowledge. And James, after reminding those who teach that they will be held to a higher standard, proceeds to speak of the dangerous power of the tongue. As those called to preach, we should never shrink back from doing so, but we should tremble to speak anything but what Scripture constrains us to say. In this, Stott and those in his wake are worthy guides. Oh yeah, it's frustrating to think people don't listen. But it's awesome and rightfully scary to think that they might. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just share your breaking down. There's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a lift to loneliness. There's a place to find forgiveness.